as we are at the top with Napoli and Milan a point extra and enter with nothing. Um, so the top three reads like this. It's AC Milan at the top with 56 points, Inter second with 54, Napoli third with 54 level with them. Um, Inter have uh, a game in hand. I think it's against Empoli. Yes, yes. Which is, I mean, anything's a banana skin now. We're, we're, we're 12 games left. I think this, this weekend just proves that every, every match is going to be difficult. I don't want to get into cliches and all that shit, but it will, but it will be. You know, I think that this this weekend will impact uh, Milan mostly positive, mm-hmm. positively Why? because I think they know now that yeah we fucked up, but we have a second chance now. We got to make yeah. the most of it, yeah. and I think that Stefano Pioli will really like uh, make them know that. Um. So I think that they they might um, have a positive effect from this. Mm. And Napoli too. That that might feel like a point where it's like, we got a point there when we probably shouldn't have. One year ago, I don't think that Napoli would have would have gotten a point from here. Um, no, no. With, with Gattuso? No. I don't think so, no. It's a sign of progress for them as well that they they can come back from from performances where they're uh, frankly weak. Um, yes, having having said that, I know we've we have maybe criticized them a little, but they they were without Laboka, they were without Insigne, um, they were they were having to play two or three. I think not by by choice. I don't think I don't think if you ask Valetti. That would have been his preferred formation. You know what I mean? I I definitely know what you mean, but you know I I also think that even with the team they they played, they should have taken an easy three points here. Oh yeah, no no, they had more than enough to. I think they they should they had more than enough to to get past that. That's the the top three concluded, and there was lots to cover uh, this week because of the the results and what happened. But it's a good time to debut our new segment. <laughs> that Maxi told me about when he was absolutely drunk uh, at 4 a.m. The, two days ago, and he was he was ringing me saying we need to put this in. And I was like, Maxi, it's 4 a.m. Go to bed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm sorry about that. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead, introduce it, you keen bean. So, I I did actually not come up with a name here. You did that. Who said that? You're gonna get me fired, man. Uh, but it's the. It's the goat of the week and the asshole of the week. Yeah. It's a work in progress. We're working on something better. Yeah. So if people don't like it, basically, we ain't going to do it. But every week, we're going to come up with one asshole of the week and one goat of the week. Both of us. Um, with, with, all the, uh, yeah. with all the action that goes on. So asshole of the week probably includes being an asshole, but also like just um, maybe a bad performance or, or maybe something that somebody said in a press conference or an action. It doesn't have to be assholeish behavior. Yeah, no, no. We don't we don't want anybody tweeting us going, hey man, why are you calling me an asshole? We just want you to be an asshole for that week. <laughs> <laughs> and goat of the week, obviously, for people who don't know, goat translates as greatest of all time. You know there's you know there's people who still don't know what the hell the word goat means? I don't even know what to say. Like we're not insulting, we're not insulting two people by calling somebody else a goat. The goat means greatest of all time, as in goat moment of the week. But I think the people will get that. 
So who's your, who's your asshole of the week then? Uh, this week we've actually gone with Mike Mignon. Uh, because he really put Milan in a shitter this week. Sorry, Mike. Which is... Uh, by the way, we both have to agree on who the asshole of the week and the goal of the week is. Unless yeah. it's odd weeks where we really fucking hate each other and we disagree. So um, it's not like um, Mike Mignon acted like an asshole or something, but he really screwed Milan over this week with uh, one error that led to a goal and one, another one that almost led to a second goal. Almost led to a goal, but he was just he was a bad presence in goal. This Yeah. Normally he offers so much security and just... He's a great goalkeeper. It's probably an 8 out of 10 performance every week. Yeah. It feels, it feels a little harsh to give it to him because he's been so good this year. <laughs> he's been so good this year. He should probably be keeper. Yeah, look, I mean... <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. He's, he, he's a great goalkeeper. We don't want to take anything from him, but this week he really put Milan in a bad situation. I, th- I think we selected it and now we're realizing how harsh this is <laughs> <laughs> because everybody can have a bad game. But I would say he, he is keeper of the year. And when, when Donnarumma went to Paris, obviously people were in like, not um, not ecstasy or not in a panic, but they were literally like, well, man, that's probably a keeper that you've given up for the next 15 years. And he's been so good. Nobody's even mentioned Donnarumma since he's arrived. Yeah. it's What's the sense of, uh, yeah, we're never going to get to replace Donnarumma as, uh, among Milan supporters, but yeah, Mike Mignon has come in and he's made them forget about Gigi. Yeah. Exactly. Moving on then, who's the goal of the week? Goal of the week, uh, we decided on Jose Mourinho. Yeah, JM, baby, JM. Fuming JM. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a weird one because Jose Mourinho was sent off this week. But we what we liked about it was that he, he stood up against the refereeing. Uh, in Serie A. I just, I just like, I just like watching this guy fume. Never change, never change, never change. But yeah, he stood up against the, the bad refereeing uh, because it was bad because it was horrible refereeing. It was, it was, it was uh, a surprise, surprise, bad refereeing in Serie A. I, I hate complaining about refereeing, but it, it truly was terrible this game. I mean, but we have games like that where the refereeing is just a joke. You know, if if he did that and his anger was unjustified, then maybe I'd be like, okay, cool it. But it was just terrible refereeing. I can't, I can't, like, I wouldn't bet my house on it, but I read somewhere that he, he told the referee that, that Juve has called you, eh? Yeah, I mean, okay, yeah. We're not, we're not enhancing go to the week for that part. No. <laughs> Maybe we it's, should backtrack on these. But no, he basically um, he made a telephone gesture at the referee Pareto, uh, referring to his father, who was also a referee, but who was banned as part of Calciopoli. Um, for those who don't know, the Calciopoli scandal was the one in 2006 when was it was match fixing, basically. Referees were, were paid to match fix. To, to, to put it simply. Um, but no, he made the telephone gesture to Pareto. And come on, who the hell else would make that gesture? That is just goat shit. Like Mourinho, you can't pay that guy to care. That's why he's goat of the week. Yeah. He he just doesn't give a shit. And then also just kicking the, but also kicking the ball away. That was hilarious. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I love that man so much. 
<laughs> I'm so pissed off. I'm going to kick the ball away and no one's going to play until it's back in. And then also sort of the acceptance of like, right, okay, I know I'm going to be sent off. His assistant was trying to hold him back. He hands off his assistant, goes up to Igor Tudor, the Hellas Verona manager, and says, good game. Shakes his hand and goes, I'm off. See you later. Bye-bye. Yeah. He's, he's furious and he's being led off the pitch. And he just had this epiphany, like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I gotta go say uh, say hi to Igor and tell him it was a good game. And he goes over and he hugs him like nothing. And then he just walks out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Respect, right? Respect. He's always been box office. Always. The game, the game misses him when he's not there. I know, you know, his tactics have changed over the years, and he's probably plays tactics that are a little bit too negative now, or. Yeah, a bit outdated, yeah. Not not even negative, but I think he just does it because he sees certain games that happen, so a win or a draw or a loss. Like I think, for, for instance, the, the loss to Juve. And because results like that happen, he goes, right, I, I played attacking. It didn't work. I'm going to go back to in my shell, which I think happened a lot of yeah. Man United when he was with us. I, yeah, as, as we said, his, his tactics are... A bit outdated uh, now, I feel. But man, I love that guy. Yeah, yeah. It, it's very hard to not like his box office appeal. His his Instagram account is a must follow. If anyone isn't following him, yes, he he wears his do- he wears his do- his uh, his daughter's necklaces quite frequently, which I think is cool. Yeah, uh, if anyone is not following Jose Mourinho Instagram, go ahead and do it now. Yeah, go ahead and follow his Instagram. Um, I mean, there was a game. On, on, on top of that, it wasn't just Mourinho kicking the ball away. They drew 2-2 to Hellas Verona. They did. Uh, the, the young bucks, the young bucks, uh, Christian Valpoto and Eduardo Bove saved them in the last 30 minutes after Verona had played very well, mainly because somebody was back. Max, do you know who was back? Gianluca Caprari! When... Oh, man, I had it. Uh, what's that song? Uh, when the moon hits your eye like a big pizza pie... That's Caprare. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it took me about an hour to come up with that. We have to we have to send you into a studio and make that the, the theme song of this podcast. That's not too bad, right? What did you think? I, I, I like it. Verona took a 2-0, probably deserved lead in the first 20 minutes. Antonin Barak got on the score sheet. It was a very well-worked uh, free kick. Um, and then Roma, I think, came back into it well with, with just sheer character in the, in the last 30. I have a lot to say about this game. I'm all ears. Are you ready for rant, Max? Go ahead. Go ahead. The floor's all yours. Thank you. So, my problem is with Roma, um, and I'm not like generalizing, saying that everyone is like this, but my my problem is that there are so twisted expectations on Roma. They are right now. They're not a team who should be competing for Champions League. They should be competing for Europa League, and I think that, like with those expectations, Europa League, they're they're playing as they should. Uh, they're they're obviously a big club, but they're not a top club anymore. They're they're sort of in a rebuild process, like like Milan has been in like mm. two two previous seasons, and they've shown like exciting signs of progress uh, and f- for one what i really like is that jose Mourinho is really relying on on their academy like eduardo bove uh, 
Yeah. Felix Afanagian, yeah. Christian yes. Volpato. And uh, in the beginning of the season, they played uh, Ricardo Calafiori as well. Uh, so I think we need to adjust our, our expectations on Roma because they're sort of in a rebuild right now. And it's showing exciting signs of progress. But right now, they should not be comp- uh, like <laughs> competing for Champions League. They should be where they are right now. Uh, and if you look at their squad... That's like an Europa League squad. That's not a Champions League squad. Uh, so that is my rant over. Mm. I mean, what are they? Six points from four? Yep. Six points from four. I think that their starting 11 is probably good enough for a top four spot. But just their starting 11. Mm, I disagree when you when you compare it to like the top four right now. No, can we can we agree on that? Oh, okay. Then then I mean not Inter, not AC, not Apple. I think I think that if you gave Max Allegri that midfield, he'd be more happy than what he has now. But overall, I think Juventus squad is much stronger than just just a bit better. But I think what what people say about Mourinho and their t- uh, Roma and their top four ambitions is uh, the point was to bring Mourinho in to get them top four. And the point was to also give him money and they're the highest spenders in the summer. They've had plenty of investment. It's true. But when you look at a team, it's not like, say, like the times when, when Roma was competing for the title or like coming in second place. Yeah. Oh, no. Those, those, those days are long gone. Yeah. And that was a great Roma team. Uh, yeah, this is n- not on that level. Not so great. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, I think that like give give it give it time, like yeah. a year or two, and I think this will be a, a really good squad because they have very very promising young players, and they have like the the types of Lorenzo Pellegrini who who knows what Roma is, like their values, their yes. culture which is very important uh, and and you know Mourinho has he has really taken to Lorenzo Pellegrini because he loves his attitude that he is a romanista yes it's like his baby lampard like his italian lampard yeah exactly so give it a f- some time and i think this will be a great great team and um, but right now, I I don't think it's fair to ex- like have expectations that they are good enough to get top four. That that is my opinion. Okay, what do you say to Roma fans who who said the same about Fonseca last year, and they were probably probably playing better football? What what do you say to Roma fans who said get this guy out because we need top four now? I think it's a bit of the same then because they haven't lost anyone that important since Fonseca's time I think and I didn't think they were like top four then either because you had Juventus you had Milan you had Inter you had Atalanta yes yes they probably have the best attacking depth I think I think that Napoli are stronger now uh, but maybe not then and some investment coming as well. Yeah, but maybe not then. Uh, so I think Rom- Romanisti need to have patience because they have 
in in the long term they have a good a really good squad i would say and they have like yeah spina yeah and you had spina sola who's coming back from an injury and and i think that sergio olivera who who designed from porto has shown to be a key player for them um Rui Patricio is a, is a great, reliable keeper as well. So I think they need some time, and, uh, but in the, in the long run, they will have a, a really good squad, I would say. I take your point, and I think part of it is right. I do think football is too reactionary. A lot of Romanista are very reactionary. Mourinho is maybe a good box office appointment for them. But then, then what do we say about people who... Vincenzo Italiano only came in this summer and Fiorentina have one more point than, than Roma. They're sitting on 42 with a game in hand on Juve. And if, if they win that, they, they're two points or four. But they've also played together for a year. Yeah. Then Roma. Uh-huh. Just, just beat Atalanta this, this week as well. Again, another team that, that lost. But Atalanta's form has been terrible. Draw. I, I think that Fiorentina's squad right now is more like experienced and it's doing a fantastic job yeah sort of more complete than that Omar. yeah but i also think that when we when we're talking about that we need to um give vincenzo italiano some as a, the the most credit because that man is a, an amazing manager and and this season i think that he's the most exciting manager in in the Serie A. Um, so I think I would probably give it to Pioli but yeah, yeah one of the two. Um so I think that that also has a, a huge factor. Um and you shouldn't you shouldn't forget either that they they've had Dusan Vlaovic for more than half of the season who's a goal guarantee. And Roma has sort of that in Tammy Abraham, but not on the same level. Yeah, yes, 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 yes. Speaking of Juve, they, they, they were the Friday game. It was the, the Turin derby. And I think Max himself would be, would be very happy to come out with a, with a point against Torino. <laughs> it feels like we're just saying the same thing about all the big teams, but they all, I think, would probably feel very happy that they, they've got something out of the game. Juve especially. Yeah, and, and speaking of, I think I forgot that when when we spoke just now that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's turned Torino around. Ivan Juric is also one of the most exciting managers this season. He's he's turned this uh, Torino side from a relegation battling side to a team that gave Juve uh, a f- like a tough game. A fright, more than a fright. I think more than a fright. We have to give shout out to. We were speaking of uh, about Joseph Joseph Bracolo. Yeah, amazing, amazing game. Uh, and I think, like, since he's been loaned in from from Wolfsburg, he's he's been he's really shown that what what a talent he is. Because we talked a bit about it uh, before the before we started recording that. It really felt like, you know, he's always been like a big talent. He's been in the Croatia national team for a while. 
but he needed that this change of scenery and and he's it's really given a positive effect for him yeah i thought he combined superbly with mandrogara yeah who who had a great game as well uh, yeah he was very advanced playing in in center midfield um Juventus opened the scoring with with a delict uh, header from a corner, and a certain familiar Andrea Bellotti got the equaliser for Torino. Il Gallo <laughs> on his face. I think everybody just. I don't know anybody that hates Bellotti. I don't either, man. They they, they were well worthy of the of their equaliser and well worthy of the draw. Um, Juve have probably addressed their striker issues more, uh, very well, but I think. A lot of people have maybe forgotten of the fact that they have major problems, I think, in defense. Yeah, I agree. Do you, do you want to elaborate uh, your feelings on that? <laughs> <laughs> well, I was just about to. I was just about to. I mean, Alexandro played next to Delete and he just didn't look very secure. Pellegrini played left back as well. He also didn't look very secure. He came on for Dicelio. Uh, I'll, I'll read out Juve's bench. Yeah, Matteo De Sceglio, Arthur Melo, Weston McKenney, Moise Keane, Keo Shoche, Carlo Pinsoglio, Pinsoglio, Matteo Perrin. There is not many defensive options there at all for them. And it's not that strong of a bench either. No. I mean, one of them is a keeper. Yeah. But I also think like they have they've had problems with injuries now. Um and uh, wasn't it like wasn't it someone who went off injured now against Toro as well? Uh, yes, no, no. Um, Weston Weston McKenney came off injured against Villarreal. Villarreal. Yes, in the in the Champions League just just yesterday. Max in a team managed by Max Allegri, you need to prioritize defense, and you've got Bonucci and Cellini getting older. I think they need a centre back and also a full back. Yeah. Since since just just to just to give you an example, um, sorry to cut you off. Just to give just to give you an example, Bonucci has had no three injuries since January, <laughs> and we're we're in February now. He's been out a total of uh, seven games. <laughs> well, well, I knew this. <laughs> that was it. That was the point. I thought you were gonna. I, I thought you were gonna be like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> but still, but anyway, look, point is, point being, Juve need to fix their defensive issues. Now that they've got Vlahovic, prioritize that in the summer, I think. It was good of them to get rid of Bentanko and Kulusevsky, but now they need to get get a more sturdy defense. Yeah, and like they need a bit of a... We talked about this a bit last week, but they also need a bit better of a midfield. Yes, a bit better, more than a bit better. Yeah. Especially with Weston McKenney out um, in, in midfield. Having said all of that, having addressed all of Juve's problems, I think that the fact that they're fourth is still pretty good. I, I know they've had a lot of draws. They've had eight draws, same as Atalanta. But you can see Max's grinning face when he's just making this Juve team hard to beat. <laughs> that That image has been sent a lot between us this week. 
<laughs> That's the best picture ever of him just grinning. But we watched Villarreal Juve yesterday, and I was just after after Juve went one l one nil up. I was like, this this game is just shit now. This game, this game is rubbish. But that's at least he's slowly starting to do that. You know what I mean? At least he's slowly. That's his plan, and slowly they're they're being molded into that. Um, let's let's see what happens. The top four race and the title race is wide open. Venetian, Cagliari, and Udinese, and Spezia, I think, aren't safe. There'll probably be, I think, one space in the relegation battle that that is yeah. That, that they're going to fight for, as in there's one that'll go down the trap door. I think Genoa and Salernitana are already down, but literally it is wide open with, with 12 games left to go. I think so too, yeah. Yeah, on that note, I think it's good to finish off. There was so much to talk about this week. Thank you, everybody, for joining us, whether that was Anchor, Spotify, or Apple Podcasts. I'm Danish Iqbal. My Twitter handle is now Danish Iqbal. I changed it recently. It's not Danish Isak anymore. He is Maxi Angelo. Do you want to give him your Twitter handle? Yes, it's Maxi with two A and then Angelo one. And- yeah. Follow me first and then then him because I ain't, I ain't got as many followers. <laughs> I I just want to I just want to say thank you to everyone for listening to my to my rant about Roma. Uh it it uh, felt nice to get it off my chest. It's something I've been thinking about this week. And th- and thank you everybody for listening. Maxi, I hope you have a better week next week. Don't be thinking about Roma in the in the middle of the week. Relax and have some fun. Um this was ADR. Yes, yes, and I I won't bother you at at 4 a.m. with the with the ideas either. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I think we can finish it on that note. It's been Area Derigori. Thanks for joining us for BreakingTheLines.com. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.